MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, December 30th, 2021. This is AG. As you know, I'm off this week, but I have some really fresh, fantastic interviews for you. And today I'm going to be talking with the author of Somerset, Dr. Philip Goodrich. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I'm happy today to be joined by historian and author, Dr. Philip Goodrich. Dr. Philip Goodrich, how are you today, sir? I'm doing just fine. Thanks. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. I'm really excited to have you because you had a book called Somerset that is now an award-winning audio original. Could you tell me what Somerset is about and how you stumbled upon the story? Somerset uh, really relates the uh, background Benjamin Franklin and why Benjamin Franklin would have been motivated in the first place to want to pursue uh, separation of the American colonies from the British Empire after getting not a warm welcome from either Parliament or the Crown on this endeavor, he ultimately reached a point where he realized that he was going to have to involve all 13 colonies in this effort. And the only way that he was going to get the Southern colonies involved in this was if he could direct a reason for them to believe that slavery was going to be abolished in the British Empire. And it was then that he hit upon this effort by Lord Mansfield and Granville Sharp to identify a case that would allow for the manumission of a single African-American slave. And that case was Somerset versus Stewart. And that was adjudicated by the British version of the Supreme Court in June of 1772. I stumbled into this story completely in one of these anthologies you pick up at the Barnes and Noble closeout desk on little stories of the American Revolution or stories you never heard of the American Revolution or whatever. And they were alluding to this case of Somerset versus Stewart as a possible causation of the American Revolution. I'd never heard of it. And so like all good red-blooded Americans, I Googled it as soon as I got home and I was stunned. And they, I read into the case and I thought, wow, that changes the entire paradigm of the American Revolution. And so I started looking at other causative factors, and that's when I stumbled into the Hutchinson letters. And the Hutchinson letters clearly were uh, brought to light by Benjamin Franklin. So at that point, I launched into the research myself, and I was stunned to ultimately find that Franklin was behind both of these motivating factors, and further reading that ultimately, Franklin was the only person that could have brought about an American Revolution. He was the only internationally known figure, American colonies at the time. He had the contacts with the financiers. He had the contacts with the politicians. He had the contacts with the people that were in favor of the British Empire and were struggling against the British Empire at the time. And all fingers kept pointing back at Benjamin Franklin. Hmm. So yet further evidence of the racism and white ideals of white supremacy ingrained in our nation's founding. And that sort of 
we have a we have through lines going throughout American history demonstrating that. And yet here we are today with people on the right, you know, mostly people on the right trying to demonize the teaching of actual history, like these stories, these little known stories. And they're and they're doing it by labeling it something that's been called critical race theory. And that's their messaging. Talk a little bit about some of these through lines. You know, before we hit record, we, you and I were talking about reconstruction, backsliding after that election. And, you know, we can talk about, I mean, sharecropping. The fact that, you know, Dr. Goodrich, I didn't know about the Tulsa massacre until Donald Trump decided to hold a rally there close to the 99th anniversary, I believe. Uh, maybe I, I hope I have that number correct. And these things, these are just things that we aren't taught in school. And now they're trying to whitewash that further. Yeah, it, it, the whole thing is unfortunate in that rather than couching this as critical race theory, which is a legal theory that's taught in law school and certainly not taught in a K through 12 curriculum, we're making an effort to conceal facts from students. And that, to me, is totally inappropriate. We need to know what our history is so they can understand what our history is so they can stop looking foolish in the eyes of the international community because they are fully more aware of our own history than we are. And at the same time, we can start addressing this internally. It does run. It runs from uh, the first slaves being brought into Virginia in 1619. Oddly, the 1619 Project does not really comment on this, but it was also the year that the first women were brought into Virginia to become wives of settlers. And it was also the first year of the founding of the House of Burgesses in Virginia to allow for self-government. And those are not coincidences. Those are all directly tied together, and they run through the American South right up to the American Revolution and through it. The American Revolution would not have taken place, at least involving the colonies from Delaware to Georgia, whose economy was totally based on uh, chattel slavery, without the Somerset decision. Moving beyond that... Uh, we have the War of 1812, where for the first time we get massive defections of slaves when the British military arrives in Baltimore and marches on Washington, D.C. We're all familiar with the story of the burning of the United States Capitol in the White House. But what we've never heard is that 7,500 slaves fled from the plantations of Maryland to join that military force just so they could get out of the United States. They already knew that if they could get back to the British Empire, they would be liberated. And they were. It goes right into the Civil War. But beyond that, it goes to a stolen election in 1876 that was handed to Rutherford B. Hayes, even though he did not win that election, with the trade-off politically being that his party promised to take all the American military out of the American South and that allowed the American South to revert back to the veterans of the Confederate States of America. And they immediately, of course, evicted uh, the black representation in the state houses of the South. That went right into the concept of um, the 14th Amendment, which had also left a horrible loophole that plagues us to this day, which says that slavery is no longer acceptable in the United States except as a form of punishment. 
And as soon as that clause was put in, all of a sudden crimes started appearing for looking at white women, staring at people the wrong way. We start getting people convicted of these felonies and put on chain gangs. This is not a coincidence. This is the reality in which we have lived through much of the 20th century. Our last chain gangs stopped in 1995 in Alabama and Arizona. <laughs> this is something out of old movies, and we're still living it today. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Sheriff Joe Arpaio and his chain gangs and his tent cities in the desert. There. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah. And I think I, st- I think he's still trying to be a political <laughs> fake, you know, uh, but uh, but yeah, that's t- t- 1995. Uh, and we still have sundown towns. We still ha- I mean, it's it's continued on and it's been ingrained in us since our founding, as you said. And I want to ask you a, a little bit more about the uh, the appointment of Rutherford B. Hayes. But I need to take a, a quick break. So everybody stay with me. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and today's show is brought to you by AG, Athletic Greens, the health and wellness company that makes daily nutrition simple. I have big gaps in my nutritional diet because I am paleo and I intermittently fast, and our bodies need the nutrients to flourish. And AG1 by Athletic Greens is a category-leading superfood product that brings comprehensive daily nutrition to everyone. It's so convenient. One tasty scoop of AG1 has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients and includes a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. A special blend of high-quality bioavailable ingredients in a scoop of AG1 work together to fill those gaps in your diet and support energy and focus. They aid with gut health and digestion. That's that probiotic. And they support a healthy immune system. Very, very important right now with the Omicron variant. This effectively replaces multiple products and pills with one healthy, delicious drink. And it's lifestyle friendly, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, whatever you're doing. And it has less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, and no artificial anything. And it keeps it tasting great. And my favorite thing is that as the research evolves, so does AG1. Most nutritional products come on the market never change. But Athletic Greens understands science, and they obsessively improve AG1 based on the latest research, producing 53 improvements over the last decade and counting. So I recommend you give it a try, and to make it easy... And awesome. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free year supply of vitamin D to support your immune system and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans today. Again, athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. And today's show is also brought to you by Upstart. Carrying a credit balance with a high interest is a never-ending revolving door of you making payments and nothing changing. So you can get ahead now with Upstart. You can pay off your existing debt quickly and easily and start living your life again. It's easy to pay off your debt with an online personal loan with Upstart. Over a million people have done it. And they give you one fixed low monthly payment, whether you're paying off high interest debt, consolidating your credit cards, paying off your credit cards, uh, paying off your student loans, funding personal expenses. It's amazing. And you can check your rate for free without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between one and $50,000. And you can even receive funds as fast as one business day after acceptance of your loan. It's so easy to find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today. Go to upstart.com slash dailybeans. That's upstart.com slash dailybeans. And please use our URL to let them know we sent you over. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, certain other information provided in your loan application. That's upstart.com slash dailybeans. Everybody, welcome back. We are talking with Dr. Philip Goodrich, author of Somerset, which is now an award-winning audio original you need to check out. And doctor, before the break, you had mentioned 
an election where a president was installed who didn't win the election. And gosh, that has a lot of alarm bells going off for me with what's happening today in our politics. Uh, what, what sort of parallels do you see? Well, the whole concept that elections can be stolen by political figures is worrisome because what we have known ever since the establishment of the Electoral College is that we've got a very arcane system that allows for rewarding through voter suppression. The more voters in your state that you can keep from voting, the more power your vote has. Now, if you need to sit down with a piece of paper and a pencil and work that out, please be my guest. But for those of you unaware, for example, right now, a natural, pure, clean election involving the states of Wyoming and California, the voters of Wyoming have the equivalent of four California votes at hand. Their votes count four times as much as any California voter. And that is based on our Constitution. It is based on the Electoral College. So a California essentially would have to mount uh, an election opposed to that of Wyoming it would have to win 80% of their equivalent vote in order to prevail. This is the electoral system that we have in the United States. And once again, the international community scratches their heads at this every four years and wonders, how did you people come up with this? Well, the way we came up with this was by allowing James Madison to write the United States Constitution. And once this Virginia planter who owned human beings, came up with this system, to this day, it plagues us every four years because it allows and even rewards the efforts to steal an election away from a duly elected candidate. Yep. And here, uh, much like we had then with the, you know, backsliding into white supremacy, et cetera, we have uh, an attempt to whitewash what happened on January 6th with uh, folks uh, and now the now the refrain is the real insurrection took place on November 3rd and 1/6 was just a protest to the real insurrection and we we've heard members of congress say oh you know it was a it was a fiesta it was a jovial uh just tourist visit what are you talking about insurrection and we all saw it with our own eyes yet people still continue to get away with that anti like that anti-reality messaging how do we break ourselves of that habit other than learning our own history which i don't know if we have time between now and then to do that but we can certainly try we absolutely have to make sure that we are enfranchising as many people in this country as absolutely legally possible any efforts to disenfranchise any of our electorate is should raise the uh, the antenna of all the watchers and realize this is voter suppression and voter suppression is always a plot to steal an election it is always a plot to steal an election that's the only reason to suppress votes once again if you need to take a pencil to a piece of paper please do but at its extreme if i philip goodrich can suppress all the other voters of Missouri 
I can elect whoever I want, governor of Missouri. I can elect whoever I want, vice governor of Missouri, lieutenant governor of Missouri. You know, I can elect anybody I want. So the more we suppress a vote, the more it can be stolen. So it's incumbent upon all of us to be absolutely uh, supportive of these efforts by these Republican secretaries of state all across the United States. And God bless every one of those people for making sure that they are providing clean election data. And they did the right thing, and they stood up against the pressure of their own political party that was begging them to lie, cheat, and steal an election. And God bless them. They stood up and said, no, this is my country, and I'm going to do this as honestly as I possibly can. And that they did. Yeah, and the concern now is that a lot of these laws that are being passed in key swing states, Georgia, Arizona, Texas, for example, are attempting to take those decisions out of the hands of Republican secretaries of state and putting it in the hands of the legislatures, which is shocking to me, but also not shocking, considering that that's all part of the reason of behind the messaging of the big lie that the election was stolen, was to, to justify these laws that are going to further suppress the vote. Yes. And unfortunately, that is the more that happens, the harder it's going to be to undo that. Think that the election coming in 2022, the the off election, if you will, is going to be very telling in that regard. We're going to find out exactly how effective has voter suppression been in the two years since the election of 2020, what that is going to leave us with at that point is going to be testing the honesty of members of the United States Supreme Court, some of whom now appear to have gotten their seats by dubious circumstances, which is also regrettable. Yeah. What's going to happen is, is I, w- I would imagine on the right, they would say it's not voter suppression. This always happens in the first midterm after the changeover of the uh, party of power. This is just how historically it goes. How, are we, how do we overcome that message? How can we pull out uh, st- statistics as to what was caused by voter suppression and what was caused just by the historic nature of the first midterm election after the White House changes hands? It's going to be difficult. One of the things that, uh, that the current uh, uh, political climate is allowing is at least the evaluation of congressional districts. Uh, Some of the gerrymandering that has taken place in these congressional districts across the United States are beyond laughable. They're tragic, where you can isolate out specific neighborhoods and move them into a separate, non-contiguous congressional district. Anytime you see a congressional district that has more than 16 angles in it that are not dictated by state boundaries or by natural boundaries such as rivers or mountains, that should immediately raise alarms that somebody's cheating. And the more we see that going on, once again, the more we're trying to suppress voters. Uh, So right now, based on the 2020 census, states all over the United States are looking at their congressional district boundary lines. And once again, we need to try to draw these boundaries as honestly and as straightforwardly as we possibly can, avoiding this idea of carving out single neighborhoods 
non-contiguous and throwing them into random congressional districts. This simply was never the intent of that law. Yeah, they call it, they have a name for it, packing and cracking. And that's what what we see. And, and I know that there are a lot of great legal minds out there that are bringing lawsuits against some of these congressional maps. We know the Department of Justice sued Texas for their congressional map under Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. No, Section 2. Yeah, because Section 5 was gutted, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. So we'll see what happens, uh, though I don't know when that will be able to have an impact. Probably not before 2022. Probably not, but at least they are in the position where they can be dictating those districts. So we'll see. We will see. Thank you so much for your time today. Can you tell everyone, uh, you know, one of the things we can do to combat this is to understand our past and know our history. And I think that by looking and listening to Somerset, that's a step we can all take. Can you tell everyone where to find it? Yeah, if you'll just go to Phil Goodrich author, that's all lowercase. And we use Phil instead of Philip because of the silly one L or two L's. So philgoodrichauthor.com, they will direct you to the contacts so you can download this. Uh, If you're an Audible member, you can do this for four bucks if you catch it on a deal. It's eight bucks or four bucks, depending on whether you get an Amazon deal. But either way, I think it's money well spent. It's a relatively beefy book. It's 13 hours, but it's a fully cast book. So we've thrown dialogue into there to hold your interest and keep you from falling asleep at the wheel and that kind of thing. And I think if you'll bear with it, you're going to find a rich education that you were never taught. You can get angry at your elementary and high school American history courses, but please take advantage of that. Thank you. Absolutely. And I know probably a lot of folks listening have some credits that they need to use on Audible before they expire. So that's, that's what I'm going to spend mine on for, for this uh, while I'm off for the week. I appreciate your time so much today. Thank you for, for being with us. Thank you, Allison. Appreciate your time. Everybody, that's our show for today. Thanks again to Dr. Philip Goodrich, the author of Somerset. Really incredible, eye-opening interview. I appreciate your time. And tomorrow I will be joined by the host of From the Bunker, Ms. Jody Hamilton. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be an incredible conversation. And until then, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been A.G. and them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com.